Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? Welcome back to episode 38. Yes, number 38. We will keep it great. I am coming to you on a rainy Monday morning. And I'm a little sad because I'm supposed to leave for Rome in a few hours. And I am praying that the flight is not affected because I have to connect. But I have been super busy. Another friend made a trip around the sun and I went to see Boo. Hey, Boo. Actually, this episode is going to be about Boo. And I had a speaking engagement in Dallas entitled Baggage Claim. And I actually want to come to you in the most authentic way possible because a lot of women ask me, hey, are you dating? You know, sometimes I allude to the fact If I have someone or not, but I am back into somebody's arms. I'm not on a dating scene, Um, but I speak from experience. But I realized I had to rip the bandaid off because I had things that was wrong with me. Um, Yesterday was Father's Day and I truly suffer from daddy issues. And so... After going through a divorce, it's like, okay, you know, am I even worthy enough? That's why my platform is solely built on self-love because I struggled in that department. So many thoughts flooded my mind after my divorce was finalized. I thought, am I damaged goods? (laughs) One thing is for sure, I'm a single mom. And now I have the title of divorcee. And I thought, (laughs) this is great. Who is going to want me? And after going through the healing process, I wanted to give love a try. And I am in love with the idea of love. I love love, y'all. And in my mind, there was someone for me who can love my imperfect self in a perfect way. But I knew I had to take it slow and be cognizant of every decision that I made because there were two people involved in this process, my son and myself. And believe it or not, one thing I found out is that our children suffer the most during our love shenanigans. As adults, we know how to compartmentalize, but children have yet to get that mindset or that mind capacity to know how to handle certain things. And so it impacts their lives just as much. They too get attached. They love, they create bonds. They like someone in the house. They reap the benefits of someone being around. And for me, because my ex-husband lived in the home, it had a family aspect to it. And so that was something that his mother desires. And one thing about our children is that they know when their parents 
truly desire something. My son told me something one time that was so profound. He says, mom, are you sad? And I was like, yes. No, I think I lied. Let me take that back. I was like, what made you say that? And he said, I'm the only one that's ever heard your heartbeat. Shout out to my G. I mean, listen, we're going through these teenage growing pains, but when he wants to be sweet, he can be a loving kid. And that's the kid I want. But anyway, back to this dating and getting ready. And how did I start this process? Dating for one is difficult, but dating while considering your children is stressful. Like we can like them, but if our kid doesn't bond or connect with them, you definitely want to reconsider that. Um, The heartbreaking story that's all over Houston right now is a little girl by the name of Malia Davis. Um, Don't want to go into her story, but it's so heart-wrenching because her mother couldn't have believed that this man loved her her daughter. And I'm just going to stop at that. But for me, my focus shifted from looks and style and swag to beliefs, moral and future plans with my son involved. And when a relationship ends for me, it ended for him as well. And so I had to be very open about the needs of my family and not myself. One thing I know as a woman in this dating game, that the game of love can be very abstract. But when you have children, you have to make sure the foundation is strong because you are creating something that's concrete. Um, You have to create rules because what you fail to realize or what you need to realize is that you are creating the space of how they will date and how they will marry going forward. And so I just wanted to share before I break into the story of how I met Boo, because my relationship is a long distance relationship. But these are the things that I had to consider because I was dating with a child involved. Number one, I had to ask the appropriate questions and that's with children and without children. I need women to start engaging in what if and do you see yourself dating me? What is the long term goal? Do you see yourself dating someone with children? I need you to kind of ask that early on. You need to know their thoughts before making a commitment. There is no need to get involved if that individual does not want to spend a future with you or your child. Spare yourself the heartache for later. You don't want to get caught up because what it looks like. And as women, I really need us to get off that train what it looks like. Stop looking at potential and start looking at the promise. Okay? The next thing I needed to look at was I needed to get to know my potential mate first. Oh, my God. Let me like break this down. Because Boo lives long distance, I actually get to see him more often than Gavin. 
Everybody's like, has he met Gavin yet? Has he met Gavin yet? Has he met Gavin yet? And I will say no. And people will look at me crazy. And it didn't bother me because I knew that I needed to get to know him first. I needed to date him. I needed to see him when he was upset. I needed to experience him how he does with us on a date. I needed to understand his heart, see where his mind was before I formally introduced my child. I wanted to make sure I was not dating a serial killer, a sex offender, the spawn, a master manipulator, or someone preying on a single woman to fill their needs. You know, like, did he keep a job? Does he believe in God? Do our futures align? Does he have goals? Does he love his mama? How does he treat his sister? I needed to see if he was a family man. I wanted to experience that before formally bringing my son into a situation because I wanted to spare my son heartache. When my son tells me now, I seem much happier because I'm in a relationship that truly fulfills me. It's because I took the time to get to know my mate. Also, you want to make sure that your timing is right. Um, I can't say this enough. Sometimes we jump in too fast, too furious, and we're getting baptized by the fire. And that's cool when you are going after your dreams and your goals. But when you are dating for purpose, you have to do it on another level. You have to level up, hey, level up, uh, right? So you need to create time and space. Where this initial meeting can take place if you're dating with children. It needs to be non-threatening. And it needs to be in a friendly family setting as possible. Because that is ideal. Think about an entertainment complex, a sporting game, or a family function. You don't want the meeting to be awkward. Forcing your child and your new dude to shut down. Especially if you are the mother of a boy. Why? Because you will find yourself being torn, trying to mend two fences. You okay? You okay? You okay? You okay? You Like you're going to be bipolar in the process. So you want the environment to be non-threatening as possible. Also, oh, let me say this. Don't get so caught up in your new boo that you abandon your child. You have to find the balance. Don't spend every free moment with your new love interest. If you're on the phone while traveling to and from work and while you're cooking dinner. Okay, cool. But. Ask yourself, when are you going to devote yourself fully to your children's needs? You have to remember that your little one, your child was there loving you unconditionally through your mess in your single days. 
And I know it feels good, baby. Yes, it does. It feels so good to have a new boo, to have somebody to talk to, to have somebody to divert your attention to. But pace yourself and balance it out. And one thing I want us to really steer clear from is meet your daddy. Meet your new daddy. No, negative. Don't do it. Say, girl, don't you do that. Do that. Don't do that. Because your child actually has a father. And your new boo is not your husband. So don't push your new guy on your children like, here's your new daddy. That will scare off your new love interest. It takes time. Build that process. And you got to be leery of a man that's like, I'm ready to be a daddy. Like, why are you trying to go so fast? Take your time and make sure the roles are defined. If your child's father is in his life, make sure that the roles are defined. This is mommy's new boo. But this is not your father. You get the difference, right? Because if you are like me, Gavin's father is evident, clear in his life. Like he's so clear in his life. Some days it gets on my nerves, but I'm thankful. Therefore, I'm not complaining. So his daddy's not going to come in and say, yeah, I'm okay with this man being Gavin's dad. No, his father feels like he's a new role model, another person for him to look up to. But he's definitely not taking his position. So make sure that the roles are defined and everybody plays on their team. Okay, so make sure your child understands that your new boo understands that as well as your child's father understand that. Um, in this game of love, when you're dating, everybody is not going to be the one child. Everybody's not going to be the one that you walk down the aisle with. And you need to understand when you are playing the game and when you're serious about the game. When you're playing in the game, everyone is not privileged to meet your kid. You have to remember that your children are the most prized possession that you have. So you need to treat them as such. You may have a revolving door policy at that time, but don't allow your children to see that. You set the tone later in life. I can't stress that enough. So if you know that you are in your little space doing you, don't allow your children to be done. Everyone does not deserve that privilege and that right. But more importantly, listen to your children. Children have a spirit of discernment that is so strong that it's scary. Out of the mouths of babes speak the truth. And sometimes our children say it best. 
If your child does not gel well with your new potential new boo, baby, sweet thing, honey dip, booski, you know all the names that we can come up with our dudes. Pay attention to that. Take heed. Make sure your children are just as comfortable in your relationship as you are. Once y'all have gotten to know each other, met, defined the roles. Don't do it just because you're lonely. That will potentially come back and bite you in your butt. So listen to your children. Their spirit of discernment is strong. I remember when my mom dated this guy and I just could not get with him. I, I just didn't like him. I just didn't feel he tried too hard. Ooh, listen, that's it. He tried too hard. My mom was like, why you don't like him? You know, my mama listened to this podcast. I hope she don't get offended. But mama, you know, I keeps it real. Why you don't like him? I don't understand. And I remember it was Memorial Day weekend and we had a barbecue and he wanted to play with me and I had long hair and he would pull my pigtails and like, do not pull my hair. Like, don't, don't do none of that. Like, you know, I don't do you. So don't do me. I've always been that way. And I remember he was like, I know he was trying to get me to like him, but I just wasn't feeling him because I knew his spirit wasn't right. I couldn't pinpoint it because I was a child, but I just could. Children can see people's heart. We teach them how to lie. We teach them how to be facetious. We teach them. But up on the surface, a child sees the realness in a person. And I just couldn't see the realness in him. I saw fake phony like a $3 bill. And I will never forget. So we were all sitting outside. Grill is going. You know, my uncle and grandmother over there barbecuing. He was over there being cute. That was already the first problem for me. He wasn't being a man in my eyes. You know, I thought a man supposed to just use their hands. I still feel that way. But he goes, we had green salad. I still remember this. And he goes and gets the ranch. And I've always been a book nerd. I'm doing my homework in the middle of this barbecue because school wasn't out. This is old school when school got out in June back in the day. And y'all, he took the ranch and like he was trying to act like he was going to pour it on me. And it actually came out and it got on my math book. Well, first of all, I ain't good at math. Second of all, you messing with me while I'm doing my homework. And third of all, leave me alone. It's evident that I don't like you. And y'all, I made the biggest fuss on purpose. On purpose. Like, don't do me on purpose. Shut the barbecue down. Because I had my tears. I am dramatic. Especially as a child. And honey, my mama was put in that awkward position. So again, I speak from experience. And I felt like at the time, my mother chose him over me. And that's why I'm speaking to you from my heart. Ladies, when you are dating with children, listen to them. Your children know when it's right. 
They have the ability to see things that you ignore. Even I made that unfortunate mistake. My son wasn't even happy on my wedding day. People had to coerce him to take pictures. He is only on five pictures on a roll of 500. He just kind of wanted to stay in the background. He was so sad because just like I could see the ugliness in the guy my mother dated, my son could see it too. So stay tuned. I'm going to tell you my story on how I met my new boo. So one question that I get often from people that follow me and share this journey is if I'm now in a relationship. And the answer to that is, yes, I am. I always give advice off of my personal experience. So some people can tell that there has been a shift in my posting, you know, like hold on tight. It's coming when you least expect it. Love is around the corner. And that's kind of what happened to me. I promise I was not looking for love when love literally fell on me. I am a hopeful romantic. I hate when people say hopeless romantic because the suffix less lets me know that there is not much to that. It is depleted. There is nothing being added. And so I am a hopeful romantic. And I met him in one of my favorite cities in the U.S. in New Orleans, Louisiana. And I went to Mardi Gras for a good time. You know, if you don't have a good time in New Orleans, something is wrong with you if you can't find it. Because it's something for the young at heart, the old in spirit, the chill at, you know, at will. It's something for everyone in New Orleans. And I just really wanted a good time with my girls. Um, But the backstory of that is I was tired of being in relationships that wasn't going anywhere. And I am often reminded of a story in the Bible with Sarah when she wanted, you know, to bear children. And when she found out that she was with child with Isaac, her words was, there's nothing too hard for God. And so I'm often reminded of that when I go into these woe is me moments. And it was January of 2018. I was just tired of deadbeats, tired of relationships that weren't going anywhere, tired of acting like I wasn't interested in being in love. Let me say that. I was tired of putting up the facade of that I didn't want love or that I wasn't worthy of love because truth be told, I wanted all of that. But sometimes we... um negate our feelings to protect ourselves and so I, I I had to take that mask off too and when I took that mask off 
I was like at work, you know, I think I got like one of those bullshit ass texts and I was just like, I'm done with this. And I worked with this Nigerian lady, sweet lady, and people in the past had always said she was such a spiritual advisor. You want her to pray for you. Like, and she caught me one day in a hallway by myself and she said, what's wrong? And I'm one of those individuals who often wears their feelings on their shoulder. The window to my soul is definitely my eyes. You can look at my eyes and I was permeating with sadness. It comes from my pores when I'm not happy. And she said, you know, step into my room. And it was what I needed at the time. And she said, what's wrong? And I like sometimes contemplate, like, should I tell people the truth? Well, people think I'm foolish. And I told her the truth. That I was tired of broken heart, being broken in spirit. I wanted love. I wanted a relationship that would be fulfilling, that will meet my needs. That's God sent. That's, you know, all of these things that I have been praying for, but never actually verbalize it. And so let me say that to you ladies of confluence. You have to verbalize what you want. Just like a child doesn't know what you want until you say, I need you to do this, 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 this. Sometimes your thoughts need to be processed through your mouth so you can really hear that. And when I said it, I felt relieved because now my pretend hat was off and I was being vulnerable and raw at that moment. And Miss Tina, shout out to Miss Tina. She grabbed my hand. And she prayed for 30 minutes until she was in tears. The front of my shirt, y'all, was so wet because I just, I think I cried out my broken heart, my emotions, my childhood heartbreak, everything that bothered me to the depths of my soul. I cried and I released. And I remember her saying, ooh. I remember her saying, God, wherever he is in the four corners of, of the earth, allow their paths to meet. Let her know who he is because he will look like you. Mm-mm. Woo! Y'all, let him look like you. Because at the end of the day, yeah, I still sin. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm not perfect in no form, shape, or fashion. These days, I go for practicality. And I know that all come short of the glory. We all sin. So for a person that follows the act like they are holy roller and this and that, like, mm-mm, I know that's not me. But she said, let them look like you. Because at the end of the day, through everything, I'm still a Christian and am, I am a God fanatic and I rock with Jesus and I rock with his daddy. And when she said, let him look like you. And when I tell you, I date the most patient, 
the most kind, the most loving individual. He's everything I could have ever imagined and more. So on that day, on that faithful day when we met, I hate to say that it's serendipity, but I like to think that God heard Miss Atina's prayer and allowed our paths to cross. When I tell you I wasn't looking, I was looking down at my turkey neck from Cajuns and he saw me. He came to me and our story is so cute because, again, you know, I'm a Christian, but I do cuss a lot and I'm working on it. But when he came to me, when he asked me what my name was, I said. Three (laughs) poignant words. You ain't shit. Forgive me, ladies of confluence. And I walked away. But I I walked away and I said that statement because of the baggage that I carried. I carried. That he had nothing to do with. He didn't even know my name. And here I was taking something out on him about to potentially change my narrative when I walked away it was like God spoke to me so crystal clear and said that man did nothing to you this could be your husband but you're failing the test and when I walked back up to him I could see my friend telling him like that's so not her like she the cool one I I still remember this conversation and I walked up to him and I said I'm sorry Can we try this again? And as gracious as he was, he said, sure. I said, ask me the question again. He did. And I told him my name was Charlie. And. I don't share my story often. If you follow me on Instagram, I don't like post his pictures or, you know, because that's just not me. And, you know, that's a branding platform. And I really don't have a personal um, Instagram. But yes, I do have someone, ladies of Confluence. And just let me say this to you. God hears you, but you must verbalize your wants as well as your needs just as your father on earth wants you to be happy your father in heaven wants you to be happy too and I have the most supportive boyfriend and he believes in my platform he believes in my brand but most of all he believes in me And he gives me ideas and he shares what he thinks that will be best. And, you know, even my last photo shoot, he bought the outfit um, because of the maturity and where I am. And I'm no longer in this blue space. And I never, ever paid attention to I always wore blue on, you know, these photo shoots. And he bought a blush colored dress and it was just like, there's newness, there's life. You're vibrant. You're dope, Charlie Marcolm.
That's his statement to me often. So I just wanted to share that moment with you. God hears you. And remember, there is nothing too hard for him. If you cast every care, every worry, every trial, every tribulation, we sometimes carry it. And that was one weight that I was carrying around. I was carrying around the weight that I must not be worthy enough because I cannot meet the man of my dreams. Now, the man of my dreams stays long distance, but I think even that in itself is for a reason. I think that God is so strategic and how he reveals his plan. You know, we will soon find out what it's all for. But this is an opportunity for me to continue to fall in love with God. Um, It's an opportunity for me to get myself ready. And it's an opportunity for me to prepare to be his wife. Not anybody else's wife, but his wife. So that's my moment with Marco. There you have it. Thank you for listening to A Moment with Marco. I hope that gave you an in-depth look into my life. And I hope something was said that can help you on your journey. Dating, single, even if you're married with children. The universe tends to unfold the way that it should. So, Let it happen naturally and allow it to take place the way that God intends it. I am off to Europe again. I am super excited about it. Pray for me. Pray that my journey is safe and that God puts his hedge of protection around me. Be blessed and a blessing to others. Smooches.